Welcome to the Big List Podcast, the podcast where we list the weird, the wonderful, the interesting, and sometimes the downright flirty. We are your hosts, Mario and Luigi. No, we're your hosts, Ames and Katie. And today we are talking about swipe right culture. Insert romantic music, like you know, the. And we have a special guest with us as well today. We are so lucky. Everyone, say hi to Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey, guys. So good to be here. (laughs) Uh, We paid him a lot of money to say that. Um, But the reason we have Sean here today, and in case you guys are wondering, he is our wonderful voiceover man. So, a man of many talents. Um, not just the very wonderful husband of my co-host. We need a guy's opinion on this topic, so I'm hoping you can help out with that. Not a problem at all. I've come prepared, ready to go. <laughs> he's got he's got his talking points. He's got he's his got, notes in front of him. He's well educated. <laughs> Today's topic is about swipe right culture and the reason I wanted to talk about this is because now that the pandemic is officially over, well not over but lockdown is officially over in Sydney, Australia, I have no excuse to be single anymore. I was really hoping to hold on to that for a little bit longer but I have to start dating again and I'm very <laughs> nervous about it. Number three, back in the day. Can you guys tell me, like, I've only ever dated during this whole dating app kind of culture. What was it like for you guys when you met? So we started dating back in the 2000s. I think it was about 2006 or seven. The whole online presence was never really a thing. When it came to online, the greatest extent was MySpace. And I'm sure everybody who's over the age of 25 or 30 would remember MySpace. I actually never had a MySpace. Okay. Ever. It was a big thing. Um, All the photos were taken from above. So there were always these weird-ass photos where you were kind of pouting. The camera was above. Oh, is this the the start of the duck face? The absolute start of the duck face. I always wondered where that started. (laughs) MySpace. Uh, And I think Sean and I were talking about the other day the uh, top friends. And I think you had six or eight top friends. And so on your page, you would have the top people that you like. And there was always people that were... (laughs) (laughs) why aren't I one of your top friends or why is such and such one of your top friends would I be one of your top friends no wow of course you would I'll just show myself out (laughs) of course you would I think I've still got a profile out there I don't even know if MySpace still functions I've definitely still got a MySpace (laughs) profile out there I don't know how to access it Uh, but I do know it's out there. Okay, so all you web sleuths out there, your job right now is to go find Sean's MySpace. (laughs) Would you have had one of those photos from above? Yeah, and I think I also had a Limp Biscuit photo on there as well. (laughs) (laughs) Chocolate starfish in the hot tod flavoured water. (laughs) Did you have that spiky hair? Yes, and it was blonde. And the puka shell necklace. 
How did you even... Have you found my MySpace profile? <laughs> Looking at it right now, no, not really. Blonde tips. No, I can just remember sitting in the hair salon with one of those plastic cups over my head. <laughs> Where they drag the hair through the actual cap? Really? The most like the, painful the sh- hairdressing Ever. <laughs> the shower cap where they actually hook the hair through? Yes. Wow. And then they apply the dye and Sean's tips were bright yellow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're back in 2007. Sean's got the on necklace, the shower cap hairstyle, the Limp Biscuit t-shirt, the MySpace profile. Keep going. For us, dating was essentially going out, getting drunk and just meeting people. That was the thing. Um, It was considered normal to meet somebody out on a drunken night. The whole online presence wasn't a thing. And I think it was around the time when, you know, the internet was really kicking off and that makes me sound so fucking old. Um, But it was around the time that the internet was becoming a thing. And it wasn't considered ordinary to meet someone online so if you met someone online it was considered very out of the ordinary and you probably wouldn't admit it to your friends i.e i met someone online i remember there was a kid who came to my high school and he was like an american exchange student who lived i want to say san francisco but when he left my high school to go back to his high school we did msn chat yeah and i used to run home from the bus to get online at exactly four (laughs) o'clock every single day to speak to michael shout out michael (laughs) (laughs) yeah msn messenger ah the good old days the struggle was really real if your mom needed to use the phone or yes. your, or one of the other family members. Like kids these days just don't understand the struggle and I feel really old now, so I'm going to stop talking. Do you remember the dial-up sound? That really high-pitched sound as you're connecting to the internet, which was like a major thing and you had to wait 30 seconds and then it would stop and then you'd be like, am I online? That sound will haunt me till the day I die. <laughs> till the day I die. And like I said, they don't understand the struggle, the youths don't understand the struggle (laughs) the youth do you you remember though you used to know when your brother or sister was on the telephone because you used to have this one long wire going from the wall into their bedroom and you're like they're on the telephone i need to get into there (laughs) the telstra home phone that we had had the most ridiculously long like adapter cable like ridiculous i think it was like 30 feet long and um (laughs) If, if it was in someone's room, you didn't know if they were on the phone or if they just forgot and left it in there. Mm-hmm. So you will always find doing this whole like hide and seek with a telephone actual receiver <laughs> and you would just like pull it along almost like in a cartoon fashion. You just pull the string and then eventually you get to it. But instead of being dynamite, it was actually the receiver. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good old days. Oh, yeah. Take me back to those simpler times. Okay, so... Yeah, so for us, um, we actually officially met in a nightclub so we had a mutual friend we kind of existed in similar circles but the circles never really crossed over it was really Kate that introduced us to each other I think I was out that night with Kate you were out as well but probably the most interesting thing is with where we came from there were two nightclubs one of them specialized in hip-hop and r&b and the other one was kind of dance and electric music or electronic music 
and you would go to the location that was your preference and typically speaking the circles of people between the two nightclubs very rarely crossed over because if you liked one type of music you'd go to one place and you'd probably just stay there and you'd go there every time you went out so the the circles that we had never really crossed over until we had our friend Kate who introduced us to each other um and I think my first time meeting you I didn't want to and I think I waited outside and Kate was like come into the store and say hello to my friend Sean and I was like nah I'll just wait outside do you remember that yeah it was like that creepy meme where the kid is sitting inside the bus and they're just looking at you and then (laughs) they just stick their finger up that's basically what it was I'm just staying outside It's the cutest thing ever. You describe your love story as a creepy meme. (laughs) (laughs) So for us, it was pretty ordinary. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sundays were when you went out. And Sundays were probably the best because there was a two for five deal at the local. So you'd have your $5, you'd get your two vodka cruisers, you'd double fist them and you'd drink as much as possible before the bar, bar actually turned into a full cost bar. Now, just to uh, specify for all the non-Australian listeners out there, when she says double fist, she means you have a drink in each hand. She's not referring to anything else, okay? And you might hear her say uh, too far, which is two, four, whatever. And But Australians, we just like shorten everything, mash it all together. So it's just too far. So that's what she's saying. Just, just thought I'd interject there with a little translation. The night that we met... Um... I think we met at the bar and you were looking for someone and I was trying to get another drink before the bar actually closed so I could get even more hammered on my Smirnoff double blacks with a shot of raspberry, which was a thing. And I recall us kind of speaking and then kind of parting and going separate ways. So the nightclub actually closed and directly across from it was a McDonald's and this was a 24 hour McDonald's. So everyone would get completely hammered and then head across to McDonald's. You get your double cheeseburger and your chips before you went home and passed out. Sounds perfect. So I remember ordering my food. I was eating and I remember Sean was there as well and said oh can I have some of your chips and I was like the fuck Ames does not share food I'm like what is this who is this person what the heck and then so we finished our meals and uh, my feet were really really sore so I took my shoes off as I was sitting there and then I was like you know what I'm just gonna walk home barefoot I live five minutes from the McDonald's because I lived in town at that point happy days Um, and then I remember Sean saying I'll carry your shoes home and I'm like you'll carry my shoes where I'm going home I don't know where you're going he's like no no no, I've got your shoes and looking at that now if that was to happen now and a guy said I'll carry your shoes home. You'd be like, oh my God, alarm bells, run. Um, Yeah, the very next thought would be, I'll carry your shoes home and cut out your liver. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sean, creepy dude. Freaking creepy. Yeah, I'm like, looking back now, it's 100% creep town, but (laughs) it worked, right? 
well, she's sitting here with you today. So either either you were the right degree of creep, like she liked your your aroma of creep, or it it just it was just a great line. Well, I think the thing for me was Kate was really good friends with Sean. Um, she's actually cousins with Sean's best mate, Kieran. So for me, I'm like, you know what? If Kate knows these people and Kate thinks so highly of them, like, you know, Sean must be a decent enough guy then. So I kind of had that in the back of my head. Basically, yeah, he carried my shoes home and that was kind of the beginning of everything. And then from that moment, we basically just became inseparable. It was within a few days that basically Sean moved into my house. My little what? Yeah, my little shitty one bedroom, um, feral bathroom, tiny kitchen, bug infested apartment. Within the, within a few days. Pretty much. Wow. Like that that's faster than you whole culture. Well, I think I had a bag. A bag that came along with me and it was probably a couple of nights a week. Yeah. Did did it have her shoes in it? I've still got those shoes. <laughs> and it's no less creepy, Sean. No less creepy. So that was basically it for us. And I think at the time, um, what was interesting was neither of us were kind of looking for a relationship. We were both just having fun. I was going out with Kate all the time. We were just getting on the piss, um, just really just living it up as much as possible. So, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, an interesting way to meet, but I mean, the rest is kind of history, which is so cheesy to say. Obviously married together for how many years? No, Sean, uh, Sean's doing the maths. Well, we've been married for 10. Have we? You know, don't you remember our 10 year anniversary like three months ago? <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> Sean knows I'm terrible with dates and I'm terrible with anything. I don't know. I'm terrible. My memory's shot to shit. I remember the first year that we were friends and we were talking about something or other and I said, oh, when, when did you and Sean get married? And you had to think about it for a good couple of minutes. That's because I went and asked him <laughs> and then came back and sent the text to you. I can attest that the love between these two is pure. I have been friends with both of them for a few years now and they are very much in love and they have a great marriage. And I think the thing was we met and... It, it's as cheesy as it is, but when you find that other half of your person and that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's exactly what it was. And, I mean, we we never fight. There's nothing to fight about. We're very similar, but we're also completely different. Okay. I, I want to take a poll on this. Anyone who's listening, please jump on one of our socials and tell me, do you think that that's bullshit or not? Uh, they, they say they never fight and I believe them. Have we ever fought? I mean... We've never fought. And if we disagree on something, we just disagree and respect each other's opinion. Yeah, mainly, mainly your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the key to a happy marriage. Mainly respect the wife's opinion. <laughs> it, like, we don't... Like, there's nothing to fight about. Sean knows I'm not one for cleaning. Let's just say... I'm kind of bad with that sort of stuff. It's almost like an allergy. <laughs> that was so ginger the way you said that, Sean. I mean, I'm notorious for leaving coffee cups all over the house and 
Sean picking she's, up after me. She's done it in my apartment this morning. Yeah, there's shit everywhere. I <laughs> uh, can't help myself. I what I what I do like to do. The cups occasionally make it to the kitchen, but for me, opening the dishwasher is just too much effort. So I put them above the dishwasher, knowing that Sean will put them in there for me. So to quote from a famous, I can't even remember which comedian it is, but there's a famous comedian that has a bit and. He goes, oh, I put them in the general dishwasher zone for you, darling. I'm very helpful. I put it in the zone. That's pretty much me. I have a tendency to leave them. So if I'm home alone and Sean's at work, I will leave my coffee cups on the table in the lounge room and I will put them away five minutes before he gets home. So they will sit there all day. They will sit there for 12 hours. And then I'm like, oh, he's going to be home in a couple of minutes. Quick, put the cups in the dishwasher. Quick, make the bed. Quick, start dinner. He's shaking his head. The good wife comes out exactly 30 minutes before Sean gets home. (laughs) And Sean, what? so we know that Ames is kind of allergic to housework and, and those kinds of duties. What are you allergic to? I actually think I just do most things. If it's there, I have to do it. Sean is single-handedly the backbone of our house. I would confidently agree with that statement. He's the rock. You are the brains. He's the rock. I definitely hate doing the washing. I'll I'll give her that one. Number two, dumpster fire dating. I'd like to know, what is dating like now? Have you ever had diarrhea, but instead of, you know, bodily fluids coming out, it's sandpaper? Probably have because I have IBS. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe I should have used a different metaphor. It's terrible. Dating right now is terrible. Okay. Um, I'd like to hear more. Please explain. Look, I think a couple of things have changed in the last few years. I've been single for quite a while now, and... I'm at the point where if someone can't match my energy and someone can't give back what I'm putting in, then I just don't want it. I'm willing to stay single for a really long time if I have to, just to find my person. But I will tell you a few horror stories. Now, for anonymity, wow, anonymity, yeah? I think you got that. Yeah, I nailed it, okay. For that sake, I'm going to leave people's names and locations out. Um, but obviously I'm I'm one of the main characters here, so. <laughs> okay, hit us with it. Um, I'm going to take you back a few years, go in the way back machine. Um, I was on a dating website. I believe it might have been Tinder. Not 100% sure. Ugh. Probably Tinder because I don't think Bumble was a thing back then um certainly none of the other sites that are around now like hinge or anything like that that wasn't around so i think it was tinder um i got asked out by this guy someone who was pretty damn handsome actually and to my surprise was a doctor did not put that on his profile found that out afterwards so i'm thinking score good looking doctor where doesn't live with his mother so ding, we're, ding, ding. we're off to a good start <laughs> and he struck me as someone who was very intelligent which is great and we were talking and he 
sort of said, well, I'm a nephrologist. And I pretended like I knew exactly what that was. Do you know what a nephrologist is? Negative. Sean? I'm assuming it's something to do with a kidney specialist. Yay! Yeah, well, that's what you get when you get someone who's got a medical background um, giving opinions on the podcast. I, at the time, did not know that. I said I definitely did know that, and I was secretly Googling while we were talking. Um, but yes, it is a kidney specialist. Apparently, nephrology is not a very common field to be in. Um, there's only a handful of specialists in the world, and this guy was one of them. We're chatting. I'm getting really excited to meet this person because we're getting along really well. And we're supposed to go on this date. Now, the plan was he was going to pick me up from work after my, my, my work day, and we were going to go to this Thai restaurant, which was just down the street from my work. And I was like really excited about this. Anyways, I have this rule that if a person doesn't confirm with me by 3 p.m. on the day we're supposed to go out on a date, I'm not going on that date (laughs) because I'm a busy person. Um, I would be respectful of your time. So I just kind of expect the same courtesy to be given back to me. Does that make me a Nazi? So so your expectation is... If we are going out, I would appreciate a text message confirming that, yes, we're still going out tonight and what time? Correct. By 3 p.m. that same day. Oh, geez. Is that a hard cutoff? That is a hard cutoff. If you message me at 3.05, forget it. Okay. All right. All right. Sean, is that a really ridiculous expectation? I mean, it's not not ridiculous because... It depends how long it takes you to get ready. You want to know what's happening for that evening. Well, see, this is just it. When I'm dating, I'm, you know, I'm dating. I might have multiple people that I'm spending time with. I don't want to waste a prime night to go out if I don't have to. Okay, fair, fair. Okay, so tell tell us what happened. It gets to 4 p.m. and I've heard nothing from this guy. I got a text from him at nine o'clock that morning just saying good morning, but nothing else. Didn't confirm anything, didn't give me any more information, just said good morning. And I haven't gotten anything else from him all day. It's 4 p.m. so he's past that three o'clock cutoff point and he's supposed to pick me up at five. So we're an hour away from when he's meant to pick me up and still haven't heard from him. So not a great sign. Mm -hmm. We get to um, 4.55 p.m. So five minutes before he was supposed to have picked me up. Okay. And I get a text message from him saying, I'm really sorry to do this to you. I have to cancel our date. I have been asked to go to Nicaragua. Okay. So I'm thinking if you don't want to go out with me, you can just say so. You don't have to say that you're going to a different country. (laughs) Um, But apparently that day he had received an offer from Doctors Without Borders to go and head up this program um, in this remote part of the world because he is this really uh, highly regarded kidney specialist. So he's going on this program, Doctors Without Borders, and he has to leave immediately as in he's packing his bags that day so i went i actually text back to him look if you don't want to go out with me you don't have to make up that you're going to a different country and he said no really i am going and he sent me a picture of his boarding pass and i'm like okay so you're actually going and he said look i'm going to be gone for a couple months i don't know exactly how long but can i keep your number and when i get back can i message you and i was like yeah okay whatever keep my number sure 
and you know he leaves i hear nothing from him the entire time he's gone and to be honest i delete him from my phone and forget about him and get on with my life as you would as you do yes i get a text message from an unknown number and I had a nickname for him. I won't say what it is because that might give away his identity. <laughs> but I had a nickname from him and he's like, hey, it's it's Dr. Such and So. Can I get that date? And it's a random Thursday. I happened to have nothing on that day. So I said, okay, sure. What do you want to do? And he goes, original plan still okay? Yeah, fine. Um, so he picks me up at five o'clock, you know, looking handsome, smelling good. Uh, very chatty. Like, and if you know me, I don't shut up. So (laughs) I'm telling you, he was very chatty. He was very chatty. We went to this Thai restaurant and we sat down. We were there for about three hours. And that's a long time to be at a restaurant. And the entire time we were there, I did not get one word in edgewise. Not one word. What was he talking about? He was talking about what a great doctor he was, how much money he made, all the things he did with Doctors Without Borders, how he makes more money than his entire family, all these investments he has. Should I go on? Wow. So to get... Me, 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 me. He didn't ask me a single question the entire time. Um, I'm pretty sure he didn't even know I was sitting across from him. To get through this date, I decide I need to drink. (laughs) Okay, I, I'm on board for that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm on board. ordering glasses of wine and I'm just sitting there nodding, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ever had those times where you're drinking while you're sitting down and you feel fine, but then you stand up and you realize, oh shit. Yeah, two nights ago. <laughs> Sean? <laughs> also two nights ago. <laughs> yeah, that may... Maybe like a bottomless brunch or something like that. Have you ever been to a bottomless brunch? Shut up. Shut up. These two know. Okay, that's a, that's a story for another podcast. But these two know what happens at bottomless brunches when I'm around. And I think Katie knows where Prospect is now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So I'm, I'm really drunk at this point. I definitely cannot get back to my workplace and drive home. That's very irresponsible. But it's also January in Canada. So it's very, very, very cold. It was minus 42 that night. And he said, you know, he, he hadn't actually drank anything. He was sober, probably because he didn't shut up long enough to actually drink. Um, he said, I can drive you home. But do you mind if I stop by my apartment and feed my cat first? Now, like, is this weird? Like, does that strike anyone else as weird? I mean, if I needed to feed my cat. It depends what his intentions were. Like, if he was just dropping you home and then going back home, the damn cat can wait 30 minutes, right? I mean, if we were talking about Max, the answer would be no. Um, Max would not wait even 30 seconds for a meal. But I think most other cats could probably wait 15 extra minutes until he got home. But it was imperative that he went and fed that cat right now. So I'm not going to be a monster and say, no, that's not okay. So he drives me to his apartment. Again, it's Canada. It's minus 40. I'm not waiting in the car while he goes up and feeds his cat. Now, for someone who makes so much money and has all these investments and is such a wonderful doctor, 
I would not expect him to live in these apartments. Now, I'm not a person who cares about material possessions at all, but this guy lived in a dump, like skid row housing, which, weird. Mm. I get up the stairs to his apartment, didn't have an elevator, it was external stairs, and I get this overwhelming sense and smell of mold and just rotting things. Ew. Like, the smell was just unbelievable he unlocks the door to his apartment and i have never been more shocked in my life do you guys know what a terrarium is uh is that what you put plants in and they grow kind of but you can also put reptiles in them oh vomit so basically fish tanks with reptiles in them and when i say that they were on every surface they were on Every surface, the kitchen counters, the floors, the bathrooms, um, like anywhere you could possibly think of, even on the couch, they were piled up on the couch. They had scorpions and snakes and tarantulas and like, it was, it was basically an apartment of nightmares. Yuck. Um, and as we're walking into his apartment, he asks me for the first time all date, He said, how old are you? And I told him. And he goes, you're not a heavy drinker under normal circumstances, are you? And I said, no. And he said, are you a smoker? And I said, Lies. Lies. (laughs) Well, at the time, I wasn't, okay? (laughs) I drink now because of this date. (laughs) Um... So I'm like, no, I don't smoke. Um, I, he, he said, you go to the gym a few times a week, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, I go to the gym a few times a week. I also don't do that anymore. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> um, and he looks at me dead face, like deadpan face. And he says to me, do you have any idea how much you could get for your kidney on the black market? Shut up. I wish I was kidding. So... I'm trying to be calm, but inside I'm freaking out. So I just casually asked, no, tell me, how much? The answer is $67,000. And I'm thinking, okay. We get into his apartment and I'm, I'm noticing all these things everywhere. And he again looks at me casually and says, oh, did I forget to mention that I breed reptiles for the World Reptile Program? Mm. And I said, yeah, in the three hours you've been talking, you did neglect to mention that one little piece of information. He said, take a seat on my couch. I'm just going to find my cat. I'll feed my cat and then I'll take you home. And I literally had to move a scorpion to sit down. (laughs) So I'm sitting down and there's a scorpion next to me, a snake in the container on the other side of me. And this whole place just smells of mold and animal. Like it was, it was just the worst. So I'm thinking I'm never going to see this guy ever again, right? Like this is creep factor to the ninth. Then I look over and he has a giant chest freezer in his kitchen. Now I understand people buy meat in bulk and things like that, but this is Canada, I don't, I don't know why anyone who doesn't live in a remote area would need a giant chest freezer. Like, you know, those standalone kinds? Yeah. The big ice boxes that you put dead bodies in. Exactly. Exactly that. And right next to this, there's a little cooler that is marked for transplants. 
So it's like, it says like live human tissue on that little cooler. And I hear him in the bathroom running a bathtub and I'm like, no, no, I'm out. I'm out. Like (laughs) this guy (laughs) has just asked me. If I know how much I can get for my healthy kidney. And he's now running a cold bath. And he's now and there running a bath. And he's got a giant freezer. I'm going to (laughs) die. So I left in the middle of the night, this guy's apartment. Luckily, my friend lived not too far from there. I walked to her apartment, blocked him, never saw him ever again. But that, that was a date. I'd like to say that dating's gotten significantly better since um, I'm just going to call him Dr. Kill Me. Um, <laughs> like that was a few years ago, but I went on a date um, last year here in Sydney. Um, I'm not very proud of this with a personal trainer, but I went on this date with this guy and we, we hit it off quite well. Um, at the time I was living in Manly or around that Manly area. So I agreed to meet him in the city and I decided it was a really nice night. So I decided to take the ferry over I took the ferry over, he met me down at Circular Quay, and I got off the ferry, and he looked genuinely surprised to see me, um, which was a little bit strange, because like he knew exactly what I looked like, we'd FaceTimed a whole bunch of times, like he, I'm not a believer in putting photos on profiles that you look absolutely nothing like, because I feel like that's just a really bad representation. Yeah, I agree. So he knew what I looked like, and when... He saw me, he looked genuinely shocked, but okay. He was wearing a button-down Hawaiian shirt. Yes. With six buttons undone. And he had a very waxed chest. So, no chest hair. And all I can picture in my head right now is a mustache. Like... No mustache. Come but on. he was definitely trying for one. That would like, have made it amazing. He <laughs> just had those scraggly little hairs. He was definitely trying or for it. Or the super one with the curly ends that kind of come up. I can't handle those. Those ma- Like, I know it takes a lot to grow a mustache. I've never tried personally. <laughs> no, yeah, really- please don't. Please, <laughs> let's, let's just not do that. Within a few moments of meeting me, he told me I was beautiful, which is lovely. Um, he said, oh, you know, I've got a client right now. She's not as fat as you are, but she's doing really well. So what? Yeah. I had a guy tell me I was fat within five minutes of meeting me. How didn't you like punch him in the face and then walk away? Look, I've been on enough dates now to know that sometimes people on a first date are very nervous and they might say things they don't necessarily mean or they mean it to come out one way. I was just trying to give the guy the benefit of a doubt because I'm already on the date, right? Like I'm already here. I'm already dressed up. I'm already out. But yeah, he said that to me and I definitely looked taken aback. He goes, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. It's not what I meant. He's like, I've just, I've got a client and I'm really proud of her progress. Like she's got the same kind of body type as you and she's doing really well. I was like, okay, well, he kind of backpedaled there. I feel like he could have done a little bit more. Um, but we're walking towards this restaurant in the city that we're going to. And as we're walking to the restaurant in the city, he points to a hotel and he goes, do you want to get a hotel room? Just straight up. Let's do this shit. Yeah. You want to go? Like, I wish you guys could have seen Sean's face right then. 
I just don't know how this stuff comes out of people's mouths. It definitely does. So, yeah, um, he called me fat and then he asked if we could get a hotel room and I said, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, it was a terrible date. Um, to make it, look, I'm just going to fast forward. We go to the restaurant, we have a meal. He forgot his wallet. So oh, gross. I ended up paying for both of our dinners um, after he insulted me and tried to have sex with me within five minutes. So not great. And look, I don't mind paying for meals. Like, I'm cool with that. But, I mean, on a first date, you would be saying, hey, like, do you want to split it? Or, you know, will I get it? Will you get it? I, not, find, I, I find the splitting it conversation even more cringy mm. than the you pay or I pay. I don't mind paying on a first date. Yeah. But, like, don't ask me to split it with you. I'm not your friend. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, either way, you definitely don't show up without a wallet. And then you're like, you got this right. Sick. So, Sean, did he accidentally forget or did he forget on purpose? It's It actually sounds like this whole date was a bit of a stitch up. Yeah. Because, oh, like, this button-down Hawaiian shirt, then the five-minute intro to the hotel, and then the no wallet. I mean... I th- this could have been planned, honestly. Who would have paid for the hotel room? That's what I'm thinking. Like, would he? Would would I have been paying for that hotel room? I believe like- so. Number one, mansplaining. I genuinely have some questions for text messages I have received in the past. These are real text messages I have received from guys, and they've always left me thinking. What the fuck does that mean? So can I get your take on this, Sean? Yes, I'm, I'm eagerly waiting to see what uh, these people have been sending you. Okay, all right. Well, I'm just going to fire them off and you tell me what you think they mean. Yeah, okay? just a warning. I don't want to actually stitch up the male uh, species here. Um, <laughs> but species is right, man. They are a whole different kind of creature. <laughs> a whole different breed. So if you are out there and you're hearing this and you've said this to a girl... I'm sorry, but it's out there now. Yeah, don't don't add him. Don't come after him. We'll we'll, we'll keep we'll, we'll put you into uh, witness protection after this. <laughs> All right. So first text message: You can come over if you want. So let's start off. This is an easy one. So honestly, I just genuinely don't think he wants you to come over. Right. Yeah. Right. Why wouldn't he just say that? Okay. So he's not just like trying to play it cool and. Like, not trying to come on too eager. That's just me doing the girl brain thing. He actually doesn't want me to come over. No, he's basically being polite and and saying, look, here's the option. Come over if you want. But if you don't, I don't mind. Wow. I don't think my self-esteem is ready for this segment. Okay, well, next one. Just to give you a bit of uh, context, we were having a bit of a text exchange. And I asked him, I said, what's your favorite color? And he replied, Sure. LOL. How many texts had you been exchanging before you asked someone their favorite color? <laughs> We'd been texting all day and we were asking each other our favorites. And I asked him what his favorite color was and he said, sure, LOL. So this is a hashtag eye roll question. <laughs> so you're saying that's a bad question. So I got a bad answer. Yeah. Look, I think this person's not on that app, whether it be Bumble, Tinder to find out people's favorite color okay so you're saying bring up my game with the questions and i'll get better answers 
Text message from a guy. So I had messaged him. I hadn't heard from him all day. It'd been a really long time since I'd heard from him, which is fine because people get busy during the day. I'm not unreasonable. But he sent me a message totally randomly that said, busy, comma, but send pics. Like, is that an, aw, he's so sweet. He's thinking of me and he wants to see what I look like. Uh, had he, well, here's the thing. Did he leave you unread for a few hours? Uh, yes, yes, he did. This guy is definitely out with the boys. He's having a session and he doesn't want to text all this meaningful stuff about colors. <laughs> this is a different person. Yeah. And then, so basically he's like, well, I'm out with the boys. I'm going to get some pics. And I'm going to show them. But no, do you guys do that? Definitely. Especially send them a pic on like a Saturday night. They're like, oh my God, look what she just sent me. Okay, so um, I told, like, we had been seeing each other for just a couple of weeks. It was still kind of new, but we were definitely in a thing. And I was talking to him and I had mentioned that I was talking to a male co-worker quite extensively at work that day. And he said, I don't care. I don't own you. What? (laughs) What does that mean? Okay. So this dude, he's basically saying we are not together. Really? Yeah. Don't even even think that we're together. We're not putting a label on this. He's like, listen, we're not together. You can talk to whoever you want. Make your own choices. But guess what? We are not together. Ouch. Okay, my girl brain said that he was jealous and just didn't want to admit it. Well, the other thing is he could be trying to bone someone from his work. And he's like, well, if she's doing the same thing, that's fine by me. Oh, I'm so horribly wrong with this. Okay, so in this one, I haven't heard from this guy in three months. And then I get a text message saying, hey, just checking in. There's a few options here. Mm -hmm. I think this guy's having a dry spell. (laughs) And I am his monsoon. (laughs) Yeah. He basically wants to rekindle something. And the easiest way to fourth base is going through someone that you know. Right. So he's lazy. Basically, it's yeah, he's very lazy. It's a familiar face. Okay. So he wasn't like thinking about me and thinking, oh, I wonder what she's up to. wonder if she's doing okay. He, He basically just wanted to get it in. And was being lazy. Yeah. Well, the other option is he's just gone through a breakup. And he's like, right, I need to text someone. And this is this is his rebound text. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've been wrong my whole adult life. I'm just realizing this now. No. This is why I'm still single. It's called willful optimism. <laughs> willful stupidity. This message uh, was with a guy who we'd been friends for a while, like actual friends. We we hung out multiple times in groups. Um, but this text message I got from him was maybe we can hang out sometime. So this is basically the dating equivalent to we will see. Oh, no. Yeah. So do you remember growing up as a child and you're begging your parents and you're like, look, can I go out to this party? Can Can I have some friends over? And the first thing they say to you is, we will see. Oh dear. So that's like the kiss of death then. It is because it's never going to happen. Can I stay up late? We will see. Oh no. Or if you run into that friend, that school friend at high school, you run into them in the street and you go, let's go out for coffee. And you know. 
It's just never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Um, all right. So this one's fairly obvious, I think. This is a text I got at two o'clock in the morning. Why I was awake, I don't know. Two o'clock in the morning, I get a text. You up? Question mark. This is the booty call of all booty calls. Do you uh, think he'd actually go through with it, though? If I said, um, I'm up and I'm thinking about having sex with you. Do no. you think he would come over? Look, to be perfectly honest, I think he's texting five other people at the same time. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's it's just playing the... like He's playing the law of probability. That's here. it. He's in the Uber already, circling mm-hmm. around town, waiting for one reply before he tells the driver where he's going. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is um, one that women have been getting for centuries. I'll call you. Basically, if you hear this at the end of a date, it's like the kiss of death. Okay. All right. Well, that was simple. Mm. Um, How about this one? I never watch porn. That's a lie. (laughs) So this one uh, was not a text message. It was a comment. And I'm feeling very sensitive about this today based on everything we've spoken about. Um, But someone said to me, you really know how to eat. There are just things you don't say to a woman, and that's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad that you think that. Um, at the time, I was eating a salad. So did he mean that you know how to eat politely, or do you really know how to eat, as in you can really eat? I mean, regardless, it's the fastest way to cockblock yourself, really, isn't it? <laughs> and this one, oh, I hate this one so much. I'm not really into labels. Doesn't want to commit to a relationship? Mm-hmm. He's probably sleeping with other girls as well. Is it possible that he's not sleeping with other girls and he's just not ready to emotionally commit? Or is it just blanket statement? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I think the subtext here is we're not together. We're not going to be together. Just a reminder, we're not together. We're not going to be together. One, hold please, we are not together and we will never be together. Checked, checked the, uh, check the list and it says we're not together. And we never will be. Checked your passport, says we're not together. <laughs> Just so you know, we're not together. If you look outside at the sky writing, says we're <laughs> not together. <laughs> so if I hear that, basically cut and run. Cut my losses. Sprint. All right. Well, now that my soul is crushed and I'm going to be alone and die alone forever, um, that's all the time we had to talk about (laughs) swipe right culture. I'm very sorry if I've crushed the spirits of anyone else out there. Um, Same. (laughs) But there is hope if you can find your person and be happily married for 10 years, just like Ames and Sean. Um, that That does give us some light. If you have a suggestion for what you want a list about, you can let us know. You can chirp us a tweet on Twitter at the Big List Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at the Big List Podcast. Make fun of us on TikTok at the Big List Pod. Or go old school and drop us an email at biglistpod at gmail.com. Next time, we are talking about things you cannot live without specifically things you want on a desert island it's going to be a lot of fun it is
And uh, I hope you guys have a great week ahead. We really enjoy bringing this podcast to you. Thank you for sticking this out. And we look forward to talking to you next time because the next list is going to be big. Bye. Bye.